Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner or a special Club Deck Corner I should say. We are live tonight, uh, unusual for a Tuesday night but we are here with a Hall of Fame special uh, so we thought we'd come live tonight and get the input as as we always like to do by all the punters so yes get your, your thoughts into the chat I see I can see a lot of you here already so thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I am your host Scott Carney and joining me tonight is Scott Gemmel first of all. Scotia how are you mate? Evening, Carney. Evening, Ryan. Evening, listeners. Yes, I'm feeling an awful lot fresher than I was on Friday evening, that's for sure. I forgot um, about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't out the night before last night, eh, thankfully. I am feeling good and um, sort of building up to Old Firm Week. Um, I've not caught all of the press conference that was out earlier this afternoon, but just heard wee snippets of that, so that's starting to build up and look forward to that as well. Yeah, um, yeah. As I say, we are. Um, we're already thinking towards Sunday. I think as soon as the game was pretty much finished up on um, Saturday, we've all pretty much turned our attention to Sunday now. Uh, making his pod debut is Mister Ryan Haymarch. Ryan, how are you, mate? Very good, mate. It's nice to nice to pop my cherry. Um, no, <laughs> to be to be honest, I've uh, had a nice week's annual leave there. So using up my annual leave allocation from you guys. Mm. It was good. I had a wee, uh, you can tell I've got a good suntan from my weekend in uh, Langbank. I had a spa <laughs> resort there, so it was very nice. But uh, aye, it's good to it's good to be back. I had a bit of a meltdown after the party game, if I'm being honest, boys. So I needed a few a few days to myself just to punch some walls. But I'm back, and I'm looking forward to discussing Rangers. Mm, good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, where were you lying back? What's that place called? The Equestrian Centre or something? Was it there? Cleduck uh, Spa Resort. Glad looks bad as well. No, see, I don't, I don't think I know that. Line Bank isn't Line Bank, is it really? Yeah, Line Bank. Yeah. Ah, there you go, mate. There you go. I know there's that big question sitting a bit up the back of it. Um. Anyway, what am I talking about? Uh, so yes, tonight we are going to we're going to get into the Hall of Fame stuff. Obviously, that interview was released today, not long before we. We came on air there, so we'll probably park that for just now uh, and bring it to you on Thursday. And breaking news on the podcast is that we will be recording a, a podcast from the Viceroy on Thursday evening. Uh, all depending on when I get home, get it edited, etc. It'll be with you hopefully kind of later on on Thursday evening into Friday. Uh, but yeah, that's a wee bit of a special as we preview a rather, rather important game on, on Sunday. So most of that chat will come then. Uh, but yeah, um, so we are also live tonight because unfortunately we won't be live on Friday due to us recording on Thursday, etc. You get how these things go. So unfortunately Friday won't be live, but it's not often we do that. So this is why we're live tonight. And I have to remember to read out the Manscaped promo, which I've just remembered that I've forgot about. So yes, I'll need to do that. Anyway, right. Hey, gentlemen, I was going to say just before we went on the pod that are we doing Manscaped tonight then? Yes, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I need to see if I've not done it. Going to remind me because I will get lost in conversation and I'll forget and I'll end up doing a Ryan and doing it at the end. And then I'll, I need, I'll need to take a week's leave. Um, as Is that what we're calling for, that now, aye? Doing a Ryan. <laughs> doing a Ryan, mate. Yes, forgetting about things. Yes, called doing a Ryan. Um, right, yeah. So tonight we'll discuss me about the Hall of Fame. Obviously, it was a gala dinner of the opening of Edmund's house on um, Sunday night. Uh, before we get into that, I did actually go to Edmondson House on um, on Sunday for a wee look around. 
I don't know what I was expecting, right? And I don't, I, I don't want to be classed as a negative podcast or anything like that. But I was underwhelmed purely because it's not finished. And I think that's the nicest thing I can say about it is it's just not quite there yet. I think there is massive potential there, generally massive potential. But even the store. They still have the store at the corner and the old superstore, as well as the store in the, the New Edmonton house. And that. I feel like it could be a lot more. They could do, they could definitely do a lot more of that. But I presume there's going to be more coming um, from that. But as a building, it's very impressive. I see you could see a wee sneak peek kind of into the hall to see the setup of the gala done on that. It looked very, very impressive. It really did. But I just felt like. I was expecting more. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was expecting more. Uh, but it, in terms of the building and everything when it's finished, I think it's going to be really something to behold um, because it does look brilliant. And the wee man got a broxy bear out of it, so I suppose not everything was lost. Have any of you been up to it yet? Scotia, Ryan, you've been up to it yet? No, I've still not been up yet. I was. I have to say, I was getting a wee bit jealous of seeing some of the pictures that were going on Twitter. I know um, Wilf, who's a friend of the pod, and obviously he's on what Rangers Rabble and Blueheart as well, the Rangers podcast. He was on there. I was sort of seeing his wee photos from the evening, and I have to say, I was really, really jealous because I did have the opportunity because I bought the Edmondson House supporter package. I got that opportunity to buy like the tickets early for the night on Sunday, but I just I honestly couldn't justify the the price of it with all the kind of finals and other football stuff coming up at the moment but I really do need to get along hopefully at some point next week I would I think I'll maybe get along yeah I mean uh, it's it's I mean it's it's, it's going to be impressive but it's just uh, I say it's just I just had the feeling of un, it's unfinished I think that's, I'm I'm trying to be nice about it because I mean the building that looks so impressive it does I just feel like the maybe the complaints that we had about the superstore are still relevant just now with the store there um, split over two levels. Is there a need for it to be split over two levels? The argument to me was probably not. No, there was a lot of duplications of stuff, but again, this will all be a working pro- project, I would imagine. I think there'll be more to it. Ryan, have you been in yet? I've not been in yet. I've been walking past and seeing the queues, which is, is good to see that people are queuing to get in, and every time I walk past, the queues are moving as well, which doesn't look as if it's gridlock and people are getting frustrated, so it looks as if the queues are moving quickly enough and people are getting in to have a look I probably the, the most important thing guys is this this is a big cash generator for, for Rangers I think there was figures out today of how many thousand people had crossed the door since it had opened and yeah it's going, there's going to be teasing problems they're going to be working out how to utilise the space best but the long the long game is this generates cash for Rangers seven is it seven days a week the place is open. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably I think the first time I'll go in is probably my dad as soon as I've got a day off of work. Well, my real job. Um as soon as I got annual leave leave in at my real job, I'll take my dad up for a drive and I'll get a wee coffee or something, I'll check the cafe out, I think. Yeah, I mean the cafe was busy enough, but then again, not a huge amount of seats and that at it, but again I think it's all it's all still to be developed properly. I really think it will be, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed with the building, and I'm impressed with what they've what they've done with it. But yeah, it's just not finished. It's just not finished. But uh, I'll be interested to see it all, all done. And I'm I'm pretty sure as even as as going to a game, probably one day we'll decide to go up and have a few beers before it in it and see what it's all about, and see what it's like, see what they feel about it all is. But again, I think we're probably best waiting until it's completely finished, so you get the full kind of effect of the whole thing. Uh, but no, as I say, it was it was good to see. 
see it, but I still, um, I'll be interested to see what developments come with it in the future. Um, so obviously, yeah, on Sunday night, it was the, the gala dinner, the kind of opening of, of Edmondson House proper, I suppose. And yeah, it was the Hall of Fame inductees. First time in nine years this has been done due to oh, obvious, obvious circumstances that the club have been through. Um, and yeah, it was the first time in nine years it has it was done. Uh, so tonight, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll bring our reaction to it all. Uh, and we'll see where we end up and see where the conversation takes us. Uh, we'll start off with um, Alan McGregor, Scotia. I think it was obviously he was the first one to be announced. I can't think of many people that's been with our club more deserving of it than Alan McGregor. Um, I think we... As a generation, um, we're all pretty similar ages. We've been spoiled with goalkeepers, and obviously, I, I, I am still Andy Gorham as the best I've ever seen. But I mean, to say that it, it almost sounds like I'm almost being harsh on Alan McGregor because he's certainly not miles behind him. I mean, you're talking one, one or maybe two saves in it. If, if that, um, to, to think that these two are probably the greatest that we've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, your initial reaction, mate, to Alan McGregor's induction into the, the Hall of Fame. Well, my, my initial reaction, and this goes for all three of the inductees that were made on Sunday evening, was, it's, and it's not that they don't deserve, they do, I think they all three of them that are in it deserve to be in it, right? My, my smallest gripe about it is that I think it should probably be wait until after they've stopped playing football once they've retired the players should go out. I know um, obviously Davy Weir and Lee McCulloch were both inducted into it while they were still playing and um, they, they were the only two with, from that that happened to it. and I think Barry Ferguson was inducted into it while he was down at Blackburn Rovers so, but then he obviously came back up to Rangers so I think you should probably wait until the end of the, the players' playing career before they're inducted in. If I'm being, you know, having any gripes about it, but that's that's it about it really. But yeah, I've got no qualms uh, about McGregor being in it. I think he's fully deserving, like you say. For me, yeah, Andy Gorham's my favourite goalkeeper to play for Rangers. I think McGregor is now, and it's again, it's still. I'll maybe revisit this in ten years' time once he's properly stopped playing. But I think McGregor's probably. Oh, I've, finger above Gorham in terms of being the best for Rangers and mainly probably just down to longevity and the level of um, professionalism that he's, he's shown in terms of his fitness and things like that um, yeah so McGregor thoroughly deserves to be in it, he's been involved with Rangers since 1998 I think he joined the, the youth team from Hutchie Vale I think he came along so he's been he's been in around the club for that length of length of time you know coming on 25 years no longer oh no, about 25 years yeah coming on 25 years has been around as far um and he obviously didn't really start playing for us properly until the season Le Guin came in and even then he wasn't wasn't first choice he eventually did become first choice because let's say get injured twice and he, let's be honest let's say wasn't very good but um McGregor comes in and he's been brilliant ever since um obviously I've seen a few people in the comments make points there about there's maybe a wee bit of, for some fans a wee bit of sour taste in the way that he left when things yeah. like tits up in 2012 which to me I'm 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 fine McGregor's one of the ones that gets I'm fine with to be honest it's he didn't do a Stephen A Smith and uh, Stevie Whitaker kind of number and um, he left and he for 
reasons that I can understand to a point. Um, came back and he's been he's been even better in his kind of second spell as well. So no, I think McGregor is thoroughly, thoroughly deserving to be in there. Uh, you know what they made your your input their scores are perfect and not that it wasn't me it was ninety nine percent perfect. You said he's a finger above um, Gorham. You should have said Pinky because of that Pinky saved me. Like if uh, you'd have said Pinky there, I'd I'd have just went. That's plenty. We are not <laughs> going to get any further higher than this podcast tonight. We'll just call it a day after ten minutes. Uh, no, I agree, mate. Um, Alan McGregor is. I, I, I think history will be so, so kind to him. I really do. Uh, he's a tremendous ambassador for a football club, uh, a role model for the football. Maybe not role, role models, maybe a wee bit extreme because he's an absolute lunatic when he's playing football. But he's lived He's he's lived the dream. He's breathed the dream. He's bought the T-shirt. He came back and bought the T-shirt again. And Yeah, a, a man that will just, I think, well, it'll, be, it'll be so, history will just be so, so kind to him. Um, and he's, he's showcased real, his highlight reel for his career will just be one that you could watch over and over again because there's so many epic saves in there. There really is. Ryan, your thoughts around Alan McGregor being uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, you probably heard some paper getting torn um, when um, Scotia was talking there, and that was just because he's read all my notes. Um, I, I completely agree with it. I completely agree with every, every single point Scotia made. Um, firstly, I agree with his point, which I think is a great point. Um, in regards to all three, I think while they're still playing, I don't. I personally don't feel it's the right time to put induct people into the Hall of Fame. I don't, also don't think it's the right time to do it days before a League Cup final, but the club have chose to do it. They've tied it in with Edmondson House, so I understand the theory behind it. Al McGregor, I you know, I am an absolute fanboy. Just I adore Al McGregor. I absolutely adore him. I adore everything about him, his personality, the way he handles the media. I love him on the pitch because that's what I'm doing in the stand. I know I come across as this very calm guy on this podcast. But I am an absolute raven lunatic in the stand. If you make a bad pass, I'm that guy. <laughs> you are that guy. I just, you I'm that guy. Okay. And um, I just think that McGregor lives and breathes this club. I think that he knows the standards. There's numerous stories about him. I think two or three years ago when Gerard was, before Gerard won the league, I think we beat Celtic and players were dancing about the, the change room. I've told this story before. And, he, and, he, and they were asking him why he wasn't dancing about and he said... We've not won anything. We've won one game against Celtic. We have won nothing. And if that's true, if if it is true, that just that's what I want to hear. He just, I just think he gets it. He knows what Rangers are about. And in terms of him and Gorham, it's a debate I'd have in a pub with anyone. But I don't think anyone will come out with the wrong answer because they're both mm-hmm. world class goalkeepers in my, my eyes. I say that to my son, and he laughs because he's like, "How can they be world class and they Rangers?" And I'm like. Because goalkeepers aren't recognised in Scotland. That's why it's simple. So Alan McGregor is a world class goalkeeper. And I think for me, the past year, I didn't think I'd ever say this, but he's surpassed Gorham for me, which is, I didn't think I'd ever say, but he has surpassed him. His penalty saves are a joke. I actually believe when we get a penalty against us that he's got a great chance of saving it because he's had so many penalty saves. The, ga- the games against Celtic, the European run last year. European run the first time yeah the only thing that's stopping me putting Alan McGregor into the Hall of Fame is the fact that he's still playing just now if I was I've obviously got my Rangers dad hat on tonight but I would wait until he was finished 
and hung the gloves up because I agree with you, Carney. Time will be very kind to Alan McGregor. And I just want to touch on my views on 2012 as well. Well, Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis, they were high earners at Ibrox then. And they were on, say, 20, 25, 30 grand a week. They were not going to get off of that contract with the new company. It wasn't going to happen. Now, if you're in a million pound house or a quarter, half a million pound house, and someone says to you, you need to go down to like two grand a week, it's all right as supporters to say, yeah, that's fine. They couldn't afford to do it. They've got their family and their friends and everything to think about that they've set up. So they don't fall into that category of doing a, doing a dirty on us, whereas Stephen Nashim and Stephen Whitaker do for me. Alan McGregor and Stephen Davis do not fall into that category for me. Uh, Alan McGregor is a Rangers legend, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I agree on your your thoughts behind uh, twenty twelve, mate. Um, <clears throat> I completely agree. That you're a you're a footballer for a short period of your life. You can't play until you're seventy years old. The, the way that we'll be forced to work in life, um, they can't afford. They can't do that. They can't. They can't. They can't do that. And not every not every footballer's going to go on to be a successful coach, to be a successful manager, to have a success in the media. So they have to look after their family. And you're spot on. Um, Stephen Naismith, I will never forgive him. I will never forgive Stephen Naismith for as long as I live because I adored him. I absolutely adored him and I couldn't believe it. I I couldn't believe his comments and everything surrounding it was just horrific. It really was. Uh, But Alan McGregor and Steve Davis, certainly, they they get a pass for me on that. The club club, club weren't going to keep them no matter what. So they had to make the, the Correct choices for themselves, for their families, uh, and I, I'll never ever put, um, I, I'll never grudge anybody for doing that. It's, it's 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 the nature of life. Unfortunately, that's what that's what we are. It's what we'll do. Um, but yeah, your 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 point around you can have the conversation in the pub around Gorham and McGregor. You certainly could, and, and it's one of the only times I think as Rangers fans that we could say nobody is wrong. I, I would I would be, I would be happy say that either of them are the greatest that we've ever had. Um, Alan McGregor is is just one of those guys that. You you love him, you love him, and even when his form stepped and we've had our say about him, and we certainly have had our say about him, it, it, it pains you a wee bit to do it. It hurts to do it because the guy's meant so much to you. He's gave you so many memories. He's gave you such a fantastic amount of service for your football club. Um, I'm actually lucky enough to have a single goalie top um, that I won um, at a, a big clang drop year, a heart and hand live show. Uh, I won it at a heart and hand live show, and uh, I gave it to my dad. But it is framed in my dad's house, so that's in the that's in the will. That'll be that'll be passed on when when the, when that when that unfortunate time comes but I'll be I'll be gaining Alan McGregor signed shot out of that and it'll proudly sit behind me on this wall as I'm doing these podcasts uh, so yes well deserved I, I get the arguments around still playing um, I do understand that I just think we're at the point that we wanted to bring it back and uh, yeah I know we could have dived a wee bit deeper and looked into different players maybe even before 2012 happened um, to, to look into players or ex-players, whatever, that could be brought into it. But I think the club, the way the club have decided to do this, I'm not 100% against it. I'm not 100% against it, and especially not with um, Tav uh, McGregor and Davis, because I think they're at that stage. I think we all know that this will be the last six months of them being at this club, or five months of them being at this club. So I can kind of understand that. Tavernier one will come on to it when we get there. Uh, don't you worry. I think there's a few people waiting to have their Sorry. say on that one. Yes, mate. Before you move on, it, it, it to a point, we should probably have outlined this at the start. What is actually the obviously the Hall of Fame was set up by David Murray 
back in oh, the criteria. 2000, 1999, mm-hmm. 2000, the criteria, yeah. Set up then, and it was set up to be, let's be honest about it, it was probably set up to be yes to recognise some great players, but it was a money-generating thing because it was going to be held yearly and there was stuff going to be happening. And it didn't happen yearly between 2000 and 2012, for 2014. There was a couple of years that they missed out, but there was never any kind of set amount of players that could or couldn't be inducted. Some years it was three, some years it was six, some years it was 15. I think one year they put loads of post-war players in. But the five criteria that they've got is the service to the club, the number of games that they've played for Rangers, the honour honours that they won with Rangers, international caps that they got while at Rangers, and exceptional abilities that they showed while at Rangers. But there isn't really any, you know, that's like a rough outline of the criteria, I think, that uh, Greg and um, Sandy Jarden came up with together. There isn't really a, like you need to play X amount of games. You need to have mm-hmm. had so many international caps because there's players already on that Hall of Fame prior to Sunday night that hadn't played a game of international football at all or even while at Rangers. So this is where it leaves it up open to discussion between all us Rangers fans, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, quickly, before I do move on, I put you on the spot here. Scotia, your favourite Alan McGregor moment? Oh... Favourite Alan McGregor moment. We've done this before, haven't we? And I'll probably give a different answer. Than, oh, I like our recent one. I'll go for a recent one then. See his penalty save against the boy from Sparta Prague, was it? No. No, it wasn't. It was Red Star. The boy from Red Star. Cadella was his name, I think. Yes, yes. played for them. His penalty save at Ibrooks. Because it was one of those moments I looked and I went, he's going to save this. And that was we had a really good game that night. I'll go for that one. Yeah, yeah Ryan, can you pick a moment of Alan McGregor's st- sticks with you? I'll steal the obvious one. I think it's the obvious one is the Samaras penalty save. I think I think the league's on a I think it's all its way to them if he doesn't save it. I think it was a game changer and um yeah, I just think it was huge and it's just typical him. Just comes up with a huge moment, he's a match winner. Alan McGregor and I do, I understand the criticism he gets, I do, and it hurts me. I've said before that it's like watching a dog die, your dog die, but um, I don't think, I think we'll miss Alan McGregor when he's gone. No doubt. Curry, Curry Muncher makes the that uh, good one as well when he kicked that boy in the back. And uh, Andy, <clears throat> Andy Halliday told the story on open goal that Gerard walked into the, the changing room um, as it was getting played on TV and just said, What's, what is the matter with you? He's like, what? I didn't do it. It's like, what is the matter with you? Yeah, that was absolutely superb. Um, I, quite recently, they will, on, um, was it Sunday there? Was it Sunday there that he done it, or was it, was it against Partick Thistle? Against Partick Thistle, I think, when he grabbed the ball right at the end and just <laughs> fell over with it. I do particularly enjoy that. I love his time-wasting thing that he does, where he yeah. kicks the ball away as he's trying to pick it up. Again, just fantastic. But I'll have to go with um, oh, the save against Lee Griffiths. That was a spectacular save. I'll never forget that. Uh, that was an absolute topper. Oh, it's a great save. Uh, but the the Samaras one, story behind that, I was in the corner between the Broomlone and the Govan, literally five rows away from them. And like two rows behind me, Vladimir Weiss was there with a scarf and that, and he was going absolutely mental on that with a scarf. And I remember thinking, God, if they score this, this is the closest I'm ever going to have been 
to, to hearing them celebrate a goal and off when he saved it, I just I was with my old man at the time and we were just absolutely like going like you like you scored a goal, do you know what I mean? Like you literally scored a goal. Um so yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that one. But there is many, there is many for um McGregor. Uh but yeah. Thoroughly deserved for him to be there, no doubt. We'll move on to the second inductee, uh, and it was um, Steve Davis, of course. Now, obviously, it looks like, again, reading between the lines for us, that um, I think we, all three of us would agree that it probably looks like Davis probably um, won't get a chance to go out on his on his sword, on his shield, whatever you look at it, due to this unfortunate injury that he has picked up, which is a real shame, an absolute real shame for a, a gentleman, Ryan, that I believe is... He is the he's the definition of a ranger. He really is. The guy is a class act on the pitch, off the pitch, a Rolls Royce, a football player. He scored more goals, more important goals than I actually remembered until like I'd seen all the highlights come across. God, he scored some really important goals for Rangers. But just the ultimate professional, um, mate, and he really has lived the dream. I know I said about McGregor, but not everybody wants to grow up to be a a goalkeeper, but to play in the middle of that park for Rangers for the amount of time that he has done. Uh, I run out of ways to sum up what Steve Davis means to me and what he means to this football club, but a, 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 a truer Ranger uh, there hasn't been in, in the modern era. I think I'm going to use this word again, and I, I don't like using it, but I, uh, Stephen Davis is a legend, and I've said this to my sons when, when they managed to get a ticket with me and my dad. I'm like, watch him, just watch him, how he moves moves about the pitch, how he moves into the wee areas, how he just pings the ball about. He's just, as you say, a Rolls Royce player, using the cliche again. What you forget is Stephen Davis, am I right in saying this? He came to us in loan, his original first move was up to us in loan, yeah. and then we made it permanent. And he was a totally different player there. And I'll I'll be honest, when he was first, when he was coming back the second time, I was kind of like, we're just signing him because he's a Rangers fan and because he did okay for us. I don't see this working out. And by God, he's, you know, he shot me up because I think he's been better this time round than he was the first time. I think he's a different type of player. He was kind of broke the lines a bit more um, the last time, but I think he's just he's been a joy to watch um, for Rangers this this season. He's one of the players that I enjoyed watching uh, after that fifty five. That year, he's one of the players. I thought I know how much this means to you. I know how how much it would have hurt him to leave Rangers, knowing the state the club he loves were in, and we were all in that state. But he was a player who probably wanted to stay and fight Coma, and to come back and and stop their ten and win fifty five for us and get a European final, and constantly playing his part. I don't know how many games I went to, and he was on the bench, and we were desperate for a goal, and Stephen Davis would get brought on. And I would think that's not a player to bring on. Oh, it was the exact player to bring on because he just controls games of football. He just dictates playing. He's even even that lot, any Celtic fan I know that speak about him, they're like, he's just, as you say, a Rolls Royce, a class act. And Stephen Davis, again, for me, same as McGregor, if he hadn't stopped if he would stopped playing by now, I would be put straight into that Hall of Fame. But time will be very kind on him also, mate. He is um top drawer and what a bit of business from Rangers to get him back. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
when we were linked to him getting brought back, it always raises eyebrows. I think when players are returning, eh, a lot of players are kind of put off by it because we've been stung by it in the past. Let's not lie; it's, it's not worked out on numerous occasions. But eh, with Steve Davis, I didn't really get that feeling. I thought this makes perfect sense to bring him back. Scotia, I think it says a lot about Davis that no matter where he's played international club football, he's held in such high regard. Um, an underestimated footballer, I would say, by probably the rest of the world. It's or the rest of the clubs or the rest of fans of clubs that haven't seen him play. Um, a true, true class act, mate. And again, thoroughly deserve for him to be into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm same as Ryan there. That yeah, he was an da- absolute shoe in for me. Um, like I, I know I'd sent like a wee message out to you boys on on the Sunday during the day. Like who do you expect to be in? And the reason we've discussed the reasons why I didn't put McGregor or Davis in is because they were still playing, but they would have been automatically on my next batch of people going in if they hadn't been in when they stopped playing. And yet, like you say, Davis is just a, a prime example of what a footballer, what you should be as a footballer and kind of how you should kind of conduct yourself on and off the pat, uh, pat pitch. Excuse me. I managed just before we came on to cat and know the heart and hand lads released the interview that they'd done with him on, on Sunday evening. So I managed to catch a wee bit of that. And just listening to him speak, you, you can hear how much it means to him. Um, it was lovely to hear. He's been, could argue that he's been at the club for, in four spells. <laughs> Because there's been those two loan spells and then the, the two permanents, but they're in mm-hmm. those two ones. And I think both times he's been here, he's been vital for us. And um, certainly, you know, like Ryan said, I do think he maybe not that so much this season because he hasn't featured, but he's been a more important type of player this time round because of his age and his, his experience in the game. And he's been brilliant. You could have probably done with him in a few games earlier in the season just to get some control in that midfield at the time. And, Cam players down around about him, which was unfortunate they weren't able to do so. Um, no, he's great. I mean, he, he's, when you look at the, that criteria list about the international caps, Pilot Rangers, I think Stephen Davis must be near the top of that because of how many, I thought it's 140 caps he's got for Northern Ireland now. Um, so he must be very high up in terms of getting an international squads while playing for us. Yeah. True, true, true great player. I remember, don't remember his debut with us. I don't Back in two thousand and eight, mm. no, I remember his first. I remember his first goal was his debut was against Panathinaikos at Ibrox back in two thousand and eight. I was at the game, but I can't remember the game because it was one of those um, boring nil nils. But he scored his first goal for his the in the next round against Werder Bremen, and that would be absolutely yep. brilliant. That night, yep. help, helped by the Werder Bremen keeper, if I'm being yes. honest, in both of the goals. But um, I remember that goal, um, and it, like you say, I scored some really important cracking goals for us and he's I think his influence off the pitch is massive as well um because he was it was club captain for I think he was officially made club captain in the January of 2012 but he had been captain he had been captain in Davy Weir's absence from t- the start of the season um and when he was made captain so he had to deal with all that Pish that was going on when we were in the administration and stuff, and be the yeah. captain there. So I think he went away. He, you didn't hear him coming out in the press and moaning anything like that. So I think he went around around about that with the players and stuff at the time quite well and conducted himself really well. But that's kind of what you expect from Stephen Davis. So for me, I think he ticks every single because you look through that criteria and some players don't meet certain ones. But I think Stephen Davis ticks off every single box down at a T. So I've yeah delighted that he's in it. Yeah, talk about ticking off boxes, mate. It's Manscaped promo time, everybody. Uh, Time for our word from our sponsors, Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. 
and expert of men's hair removal have you covered for your much-needed resolution of feeling your best. Join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com, use the code CLUBAT22 for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to level up and fully align your hygiene routine with the most stylish and premium grooming products out there. If you're looking to upgrade your hygiene, and grooming routine we recommend the manscaped platinum package 4.0 as it also comes with two-in-one shampoo and conditioner body wash deodorant to completely set manscaped through it in their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs as free gifts take advantage of manscaped's best valued bundle and save 20 percent off and free shipping with the code club at 22 at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code club at 22 time to save and shave with manscaped your balls will thank you thank you very much to manscaped for their continued support and if there isn't a way to honor steve davis by reading out a manscaped promo just in the middle of talking about him being inducted into the hall of fame then i don't know what we're all doing here to be completely honest it is it is what he'd want it is what he'd want Uh, no again thank you manscaped genuinely yes there is a belted question there. I don't know if you want to put it out to us all, but I think it's a Go really good it. question from Rangers on tour, and it's who is not in the Hall of Fame that you would have in. I think I that's promise, such a good question. I promise we'll come back to that. We'll finish with that. I do promise we will come back to that. I'll save that and come back to it. We'll finish with that. I was going somewhere. Before we move on Chris, as well. Chris, Chris, Chris from Rangers on tour, I don't know if you know me. I, I, I sometimes do podcasts. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I appreciate that, mate. I generally, we generally will ask that at the end. What were you going to say there, Scotia? No, I was just going to say about Davis as well. Something I didn't mention. He's been the first player, probably since the boys round about the seventies and six, late sixties, that has been in two European finals with us as well. Because obviously mm-hmm. McGregor missed the two thousand and eight yeah. one, so he's got so that he in his bag as well. See, there's a reason you've got Scotia on this podcast, aren't there? Yes. Sometimes there really is. I'll really tell you something. That's, that's a pub quiz question, isn't it? That is a pub quiz question. That's a good one. I'm sure, I'm yeah, sure some of the lads from the, the 70s will have been in two cup finals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we won the cup winners' cup because we'd been in a few finals in that period, mm-hmm. weren't we? Yeah. Um, David Nibble probably wins comment of the night here, to be fair. Carney, you're trying to get into the Manscaped Ball of Fame. Well played, oh. mate. Well played. <laughs> very, very good. Very, very good. Um, right. So, no, to finish up on Steve Davis, I think, Ryan, the. The interviews that he's had, you've seen the wee bit interview with RTV and then I think you see they heard the interview with um, Heart and Hand on their daily update. Um, it's just how much it means to him. He and Alan McGregor as well, but just how much it means to him. I think they are both extremely humbled by this, mate, and there couldn't be a better way to thank them for their service, really. Yeah, I don't want to take anything away from... from the next player we're going to talk about because I know I know it will mean a lot to him, but I think Stephen Davis and Alan McGregor bleed blue. They they have grown up watching this club. They have grown up leaving out the green sweets and the packs of skittles. They've grown up like us, just absolutely mad for Rangers. And like I said, when we won fifty five, I, I just loved watching Steve Davis because I knew how much it meant to him. But he's I think Scotia touched on it a wee bit. It's how professional um, Stephen Davis is as well. How well well he speaks in interviews. You always see footage of him on like social media, with like kids outside the ground taking time to get his photo taken. All this stuff you don't really get credit for because if you don't, 
make that ultimate pass at Ibrox on a Saturday, then you're not good enough. But he does he does all that side um of the game as well and it just it speaks volumes for him. But yeah, they they'll both be absolutely flying with that. They'll be so proud and I think it was McGregor. Um Davis maybe said it as well about talking about walking up the marble staircase and seeing their name. That's that's something we know how much that means as a supporter. I mean, I've thought sometimes the odd time I've walked up that marble staircase a bit, getting a, getting a pen out and just sticking my name up there, but I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. allowed back in. But <laughs> it just means we know how much it means and their supporters of the club. And um, yeah, I just think they totally deserve it. Timing maybe not right, but it doesn't matter. Their names would have been going up there anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it was it was inevitable for both of them. I really do. Uh, I really do. Scotia, your favourite Steve Davis moment, and uh, there is only one. I think anyway, <laughs> or mine anyway. I'll never forget it. See, the, the, there is there'll be a few decent goals in there, and uh, there'll be uh, moments that I've liked more, but they're not the kind of moments that stand out in your memory too well because the t- type of player that he has to dictate playing things like that. But I think an obvious one has to be is that overhead kick against Celtic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Ryan, do you get any different? It just has to be that, doesn't it? Because Steve Davis, after coming back to Rangers, scored an overhead kick against Celtic. <laughs> I know. I'm, I want to go with his goal against Celtic in his first spell, but I mean, it was it was nothing compared to that. That overhead kick by the smallest man on the pitch, and it for to be Steve Davis that season, nothing touches it, mate. You can't really. You'd be doing him a disservice if you said anything else. That was a uh, phenomenal. Absolutely, yeah, it just has to be that, it has to be. But no, two so thoroughly deserving um, starts to the, the Hall of Fame, I think. Uh, I think the question mark will, the argument will always be, should it be after the plane or while they're playing just now? I think that's what's, what will run and run, and probably none more so than than James Tavernier. Um, now, I will play my, I'll put my cards on the table right now. I, I think... I've said the third time I've said we've said this about a player. I do think history will be kind on James Tavernier. Uh, I think his stats alone are ridiculous for a for a right back in the amount of games that he's played for us, the amount of goals he's scored. Be it for the penalty spot or not, I hate that argument. You still need to score them. Um, but uh, and a massive but. I did not expect it to be now. I don't think Tavernier's near the end of his Rangers career. So this one for me. I know I'm kind of being hit up critical slightly because I'm fine with McGregor and Davis, but I think they're finishing this season. So, well, the the odds are that they're finishing this season, so I can understand why they are been put in. But with Tav, it's the only thing that I'm a wee bit like, does it have to be right now? Should it have been right now? But in my opinion, he was destined for it. It was inevitable that James Tavernier would have got there because... He starts as say alone, and he was uh, he was the captain, arguably for the most important title victory in our entire history. Um, let's not let's not be coy about it. Winning fifty five, winning that title was meant more than anything to all of us at the time. Absolutely, all of us at the time, and probably still does. Um, it was massive for us, but I do think this one is probably the most controversial. And it's probably the most that I've seen people kind of disagreeing with it. Um, Scotia, what's your thoughts? And see, I do believe he was going to get there. Um, I believe he would have been inducted. By the time he finished his career, I think he would have been inducted into the Hall of Fame. I don't have any real doubt about that. I, I say the biggest shock is that they've decided to do it at this stage. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on Tav being inducted to the Hall of Fame, mate? It slightly similar to yours. I think it was within a pod within the last two weeks, both me and Ali said that Tav will be in the Hall of Fame. 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be now. I, and I do agree that it does. This is where there's a bigger argument for should this be until they've stopped playing for the club? Because, like you say, I think Tav's got like another four, five seasons, potentially six seasons in him. You know, to playing with us, but not just for the rest of his career. So that's when I get the argument that yeah, you should maybe wait a, a wee bit longer. But I do think Tav is fully deserving of being in there at this time because. We'll get on to the, the question that Rangers and Tour had put up, but you look at who else are you going to add into that into that mix? You know, you're getting to the stage now where there's not... There is arguments for some, but I think Tavs should be there at all. He's the, now becomes the player in the Hall of... Non-Scott in the Hall of Fame with most appearances for Rangers. He's played for his 387 times. He's played wow. more games for his than Stephen... Da- He's played more games for his now than Stephen Davis. Obviously, that was probably down to Davis being injured this season. I think he's maybe now 10 games in front of Davis in terms of playing for us. He's also been, he was made captain with Gerard in 2018. And since mm-hmm. 1990, since 1990, there's only been two players that have held the captaincy longer than Taff has. And that was Richard Goff, my favourite ever player for Rangers, and Barry Ferguson. And he, Barry Ferguson's obviously had the captaincy. Has has been kind of broken up by leaving and things like that and switching to other players so yeah. look at that and that's the kind of that impact that it has is huge i think for me because you see it in the comments occasion you'll see it in twitter people going about tavo he shouldn't be captain <coughs> excuse me he shouldn't be captain and things like that golden should be captain i think tav's a different type of captain he's not the shouter screamer that some people want the captain to be and it's maybe more a, a societal thing that people want folk that are out in front and very loud to be be the leader, be the man in charge. But I think Tav leads perfectly by example on the pitch. Maybe not so much this season. But it, was, it looked as if he was getting back into some decent enough form at the weekend there. We, they, you know, still got the, the tricks with the goals from free kicks and stuff. No, I think he's thoroughly deserving. He's been in that. He's scored 95 goals for us. And I don't care that just under half of them are penalties because you still need to stick them away. That's ridiculous for a right-back. And last season, he got the Europa League top goal scorer, which I think was the first first defender since, oh, one of Cruyff's Barcelona teams, I think, that got a, got the golden boot. Can't remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head who it was, but I'm, I'm fine with Tav being in. Like I say, yes, with all of them, I think it should probably be once they've stopped playing football. But no, I think Tav's thoroughly deserving of being in there. Yeah, um, Ryan, I'm, I'm generally interested to hear your thoughts on this because you've stayed quite quiet in the group chat regarding it, mate. So um, what's your thoughts about Tavernier being brought in? And look, I can see a lot of people as well saying, oh, he's form and all this. I can't. I don't really think form's really... You can't really take that into account when you're putting something into the Hall of Fame. That's not really what the Hall of Fame's about. Like, if that was the case, then after Matondo played that one game against West Ham, he would have been in the Hall of Fame because he was tremendous. Do you know what I mean? That's, that, that's not the argument here. Um, in terms of what the man's done for the club, I think his service has been tr- terrific, mate. And the level of football and the, the number of games he's played is, is huge, genuinely, genuinely huge. And I know it's not all about that, but I think he's going to be the first guy to have a testimonial when I don't know how long it's been. So what's your thoughts though, mate? I'm, I'm almost positive that you're thinking maybe too early. I think you, again, I've used this phrase a couple of times now that stats will be very kind to to James Tavernier. I think if someone said to me in 10 years time, James Tavernier will be inducted into the Hall of Fame, I would have said that wouldn't surprise me. 
I think you look at his stats and they speak for themselves. I think his goals, his assists, the amount of performances, his, uh, sorry, appearances he's had for the club stand up with just about anyone. They do. There is no, there's no doubt about that. What I don't want to do is start bashing James Tavernier and that's why I probably haven't done it in the chat and started ripping into him. I do it enough on a Saturday. <clears throat> he can hear me every second Saturday, so I don't want to do that. I don't think James Tavernier should be in the Hall of Fame at the moment, mate. I just, if you put him in there in 10 years, I think James Tavernier peaked in the 55 season in which he was absolutely fantastic. His stats were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I think last season in Europe, he took his game to another level. I think he was a driving force in us getting to the, to Seville. I thought he was his fitness was unbelievable. I thought he was just up and down the wing. The goals he scored at the back post, I think he got was it two or three goals he got at the back post for us in Europe last year, just timing his run. I thought he was just a true leader on the on the pitch on a run to Seville last year. But someone said in the comments here there is always the the, the negative side that you can put against Tavernier, and this is why I've said in the pod numerous times that he splits the Rangers support like no other player I, I think I've ever, ever known. I am I am the, one of the FFS Tav Brigade. I'm, I'm one of them. I, I do give him pelters. I feel that defensively is very poor. But I don't want to start bashing him. He's in the Hall of Fame because of the positive things he's done for the club. I don't agree with Scotia in terms of I can see him going four or five seasons. I think, I think I said last week or the week before, I think Tavernier looks worryingly as if he's coming to an end. His engine's not there. There's something not right when he's going into 50-50s, which I've seen him get into and get in and winning the ball and there's something not right with him. I'm seeing him close, boys, and I'm seeing him five, ten yards away from it and I'm watching him all season and there's something not right with him. Whether he's hiding it or I don't know or he's feeling it. But I think the level he plays at, the engine he's got, the fullback that he plays, I don't, I don't class him as a right back. He's a, he's a modern day fullback. Yeah. So I could slate him for his defensive mistakes and and the goals he leaks, but that's not what he's there for, mate. He's not there to. It is frustrating, but he's not there to. If he could defend, he would be playing in La Liga or the English Premier League. It's as simple as that. That's where he would be. So I'm not going to slate him, but I think there's something. I don't want to concentrate his form too much because this is about kind of acknowledging the fact that he is in the Hall of Fame. But there is something not right with him this season. I don't know what it is, but that doesn't that doesn't take away the fact that his stats are fantastic. He captained us to 55 in that European run last year, so that's why he's going into the Hall of Fame. So I'm never going to sit there and slate him or slate the club for putting him in there or rip him like you used hear me in a group chat on a Saturday. I rip him then. <laughs> I do rip him then, but no, he's, he plays for Rangers, mate, and it'll mean a lot to Tavernier as well because of where we've been and where he's been with us. However, caveat to that is that's where we're at a club at the moment. That is maybe where we are at a level of having a player like that. But yeah, the history's going to it's going to reflect well on Tavernier. There's no there's no taking it away from him. Yeah, I think again without repeating the same thing as we did. <clears throat> It's. I think that's what makes it again more not controversial in your own head, but you're kind of you're kind of double thinking what the club have done by doing it now the way they have because of the form that he has been in because he's not been great this season. I mean, don't get me wrong, his goal on Saturday, his free kick was literally world class, an absolute screamer of a goal as a peach, but 
because you're seeing the bad bits of him just now and he's maybe he is he's not and he's not at his peak anymore. I think he's past his peak. I will agree with that. I think he is past his peak. Um I would say the fifty five and following season after that was probably the, the kind of peak of his powers. Um and maybe even going into a European run as well, because he was tremendous in that. But I think in time again, I think in time again, if this you're right, mate, if this was in ten years that we were talking about this, you'd be thinking he was a tremendous captain for our football club. He was a tremendous ambassador for the club, a great servant, all the things that you usually say about people that you consider to be a legend. I do think Tav is a legend, but not as he's still playing. And I, I, again, it's a weird one because McGregor is and Davis is. Yeah, I get that. But Tav, to me, he's not a legend yet. He'll be probably a legend when he's moved on or he's now no longer part of, no longer part of the, the club or whatever. <clears throat> I, I, I think it's one of the ones that you will look back and you'll think he's a, he was a tremendous servant for us. Um, it's difficult with Tav because I'm a, I'm a James Tavernier fan. I've got a picture on the yeah. wall behind me. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a massive Tavernier fan. I... I I love when someone comes to this football club and completely falls in love with it and they didn't know, really know what to expect and not only fall in love with it, to go on and be the captain of the football club and to again he's led us to the he's led us to fifty five and I'll he'll always be remembered for that. I think that picture that I've got I'll keep forever because it just reminds me perfectly of that that day and that time and what it meant to us all. So yeah, I, I completely understand people's controversy around it. I, I really do. I really do understand. Um, but to, to, I think to come out and say that he doesn't deserve to be there, I don't think that's quite right. I think he does, maybe just not quite yet. That's probably the nicest way to put it. Scotia, any more to add on James Tavernier? I was going to say pick a favourite bit, but it might not even have happened yet, your favourite bit with Tavernier. Oh, favourite bit? The obvious ones is to go on his debut. Against oh, aye, the Hibs. Hibs. Oh, aye, against Hibs. Like to go against Peter Head in the Challenge Cup final as well. That was a mm-hmm. that was a nailer. Even though I don't care what level the opposition was, it was one of those ones where he could have scored that against you know, you could have scored that against the Barcelona team of the two thousand and tens if it felt him there. Um yeah. He's just he's so good at striking the ball for like goals like that. It was the free kick against Dundee United a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. Um, there's quite a few decent goals from Tav. Yeah, Ryan, my one probably is the goal against Dortmund after the Bassey cross. Particularly enjoyed that one. That was brilliant. Yeah, because you seen how much it how much it meant to him. He was that's I mean, that's what I'm saying. See that European run, see that level he, the levels he hit. I mean, like I say, like I'm probably being clear, but I am far from a James Tavier fanboy. I know you boys love him, but I'm far from that. I, I, if anything, I criticize him all the time. See the the levels he did hit in that European run where like were shutting me up. I wasn't shouting much of those the Thursday nights, put it that way. He was absolutely unplayable. His engine, organization, leading on the ball, off the ball, he's defending everything. He was like hitting serious levels in Europe. And yeah, um I, I would I would love to see that ta- James Tavernier come back. I actually I think we said at the beginning of the season who do who do we think will be top goal scorer? I think I picked Tavernier. I thought yeah, he'll go you and have a brilliant yeah for open goal, yeah, open play goals. But that aside, um, my 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 favourite James Tavernier moment is I'm getting that trophy. See when he got his hands on that trophy, I could see how much it meant to him. Even for me, something that slates him all the time. That guy's been at the bottom of us. He's taken a ribbon more than any player has, more than any player I think I've ever known at Rangers. He is absolutely a tearing from the Rangers fans and 
it must have felt so good to to not just only get his hands on that trophy that stopped it for them, but also get his hands on the trophy for him as a person because he would aspire to that every day. And it fell through a couple of seasons before that when we could have won it and we just didn't. And he probably doubted it ever would, but you could just see how much it meant to him, mate. So that for me is... I, I remember that, that picture you've got behind you. I, I remember that moment. I remember having tears in my eyes just thinking... Yeah. That's an iconic moment to see him lift that. So, yeah, that's it's a special moment for James Tavernier. Definitely. Uh, Billy, thank you very much for the 10 quid, mate. Really do appreciate that, mate. All the best for Sunday trips. Yes, here's hoping, man. <laughs> here's hoping. So, we will finish up with the question from um, Rangers on Tour. Who is not in the Hall of Fame who you'd have in? Um, Scotia, I'll come to you first, mate. I think I know who you'll probably pick here. So, I'll go right. you first, mate. Come to me last because I want to stir the hornet's nest and get oh, people raising the matchup. Right. <laughs> okay. See if you say yeah. Stephen Naismith, mate, by the way, mate, I'm never no. talking to you again. <laughs> to, um, to be honest, I think I think the other I've got I've made a list of three because I thought this question might come up and I put like three down that I thought. So I think the other two two of them might be mentioned by one of you two. Okay. Um Ryan. I'll text Ali and ask him and I'll go after him, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I I think that I don't think anybody would say this. I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure he's not in it. So Scotia will be able to tell me, but I would go for Ian Ferguson. I adore Ian Ferguson. He's Is he it. in it? I think he's in it. Yeah, right. I think he's in it. Right. Oh he's Jason Cummins in. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Cummins. Um oh, I don't know either. Uh, I, I don't know, know Ian Ferguson was in it. The, I'll, I'll start the conversation because I don't think Scotia will know what I'm about to say and it won't be this but Lee Wallace has definitely got a shout for it I think the the reason for Lee Wallace is he was the one that he was the one that stayed he was the one that decided to stick around and I know he left in all awfully controversial terms in terms of what happened with the club but look at where the club was at the time look what was happening to our club at the time he was only quite lightly kind of speaking up for himself and going something's not quite right here um, Lee Wallace is I loved Lee Wallace I really did I loved him when he joined uh, I liked him as a player uh, I liked him as a person he took over as captain as well and I think he he was another one that completely bought into the club Um, could correct me if I'm wrong I don't think Lee Wallace grew up a Rangers supporter did he? No I don't know. I think no. he was the same as Jordan and Greg. Yeah, they were both so Hearts fans as well, weren't they? Hearts fans, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, so he's 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 came to us and he completely bought into it and he realised what it was all about. Um, so yeah, I would probably say Lee Wallace is in my shout. God, there's loads of names coming in. But I'm can like, I say what is what happening? Do this, what do you think of this? What do you think of this as a gesture? And I don't know this. I might get slated the comments for this. Do you think it would have been a gesture for the club? I'm scared to say this now, to put Jimmy <laughs> Bell into it. Well, that's a shout, I think. That's a shout. Is there any, there's no reason to say that Hall of Fame isn't, it's not just players, is it? There's no... I think it is just players. I think there's there's always been chat about, I know there's been a lot, an awful lot of people wanting to get like a separate one for non-playing staff. Yeah. Like a Hall of Fame for that, which I kind of, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe do that at the gala opening, you know, because you've got like the, you know, you hear you listen to the nine in a row team, obviously Jimmy Bell, but they talk about um, Doddy, the, the kit man before Jimmy Bell, speaking yeah. about him and things like that. Um, there's an awful lot of people. McCoy always speaks about the the tea ladies and things like that. Um, so there's probably quite a few that you could do for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think, for example, with, with Jimmy Bell, I don't think there's any reason for, I don't know, the Jimmy Bell club deck. I mean, I don't see why you can't do something like that in honour for him. Uh, the guy deserves something along those lines. It's not because I sit there, I don't mean it like that, Jimmy Bell, Copeland, Copeland stand, whatever you like, uh, but there's there's no reason why it can't be that. I don't think there's a, he put his name on the stadium and he'll be there forever. Um, I, he's, I, I believe he's one of these guys that left such an imprint on the the club that he will, he'll live, literally live forever within the football club. I don't think there's any great doubt about it. I think Jimmy will be there forever. I think he'll, he'll, he'll never be forgotten. He's, he's set and upholded standards that we couldn't believe the way that he's done so. And he's taught a lot of people just exactly what Glasgow Rangers was all about. So no, Jimmy Bell's a shout. Obviously people were saying Walter Smith as well. Walter Smith's going to get a statue. The club have confirmed that will happen with just no real detail of it. I was expecting detail to be released at the gala dinner. Um, I don't know why it's not happened yet. We've got John Gregg at one side. Why is Walter Smith not at the other? It just perfect sense to me. Um, I think he has to be there. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Scotia, throw your pigeon. Uh, your pigeon amongst <laughs> the cat amongst the pigeons, right, whatever. No, this is I th- before I do because I've seen a few people put names in there, and this name it won't be one of them. Um, but it's, it's, this is now it get, it's where it gets is what are you treating the Hall of Fame as? Like, if you're going to have it every year, then there is going to be things have are going to have to change in terms of who you're putting in and, and why you're putting in because there's, there's probably some players from the nine in a row team that still probably deserve to be in there that aren't like Gary Stevens sort of springs to mind Wilkins is in it but you know players like Gary Stevens he's not in it yet so I would maybe yeah. suggest someone like him there's probably some players from Advocates team like Arthur Newman kind of springs to mind potentially is Papage not in it? sorry no. is Papage not oh, come on there's not that many foreigners no. in it there's but Alberts Kloss no he's Hubbard. not either no there's not that Novo no, but so I've seen some people in the comments put up um, Chris Boyd as one of their shouts to win as a, a, to the Hall of Fame. But the player that I'm put, putting forward, and I know everyone's reaction is going to go. You're going to say Kenny Miller. You're going to say Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Miller, Miller, aren't you? Oh, where you <laughs> go, Kenny Miller. Oh, where you go. Not a chance. No one mate. said it. Not a chance. So you're putting Boyd in, but you look at Kenny Miller. And if you're looking at the wee statues, the wee things of service to club number of games, honours, international caps, abilities, Miller's in the, the same level in there with Boyd. Played more. That come in brackets. Or an asterisk next to him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, but, so what, the reason the, the reason no one would put Miller in is because he played went and played with Celtic. But Alfie exactly. Gons in the Hall of Fame as well. Alfie Gons in the Hall of Fame. So get him uh, down. If he, I, I, you think about Kenny Miller in the <laughs> think about Kenny Miller in the press afterwards. Get him out, shall. He's not, he doesn't come out slate in the club and all the time like Barry Ferguson and fuck do like that. So I'm not I'll just put that out there as a this is where it's getting with the Hall of Fame in terms of who you put Everyone's players in. Opinion. Everyone's always an opinion. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where to go with that. Look, I'm. I'm not going to be a hypocrite, right? Um, I loved Kenny Miller. I generally did. I loved him. I absolutely loved him. I loved him when he when he came back. I loved him scoring for his loves. Having he scored goals against them, I did. Uh, but he will always be remembered for the guy that played for Celtic as well. Do you know what I mean? And there's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can do about that. I think Alfie Cohen is probably the... She's the only one, I would imagine. Mo Johnson, he's not in the Hall of Fame, is he? He's not in the Hall of Fame, no. No. And all the other ones that have done it would never be in a Hall of Fame for anyone. Presley wouldn't. Mark Brown wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. No. 
And Ryan, you're a firm no with that, aye. Kenny Miller. Yeah. I packed my season ticket in when he signed back. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> that is all you need to know. Uh, is Loving Crans on it Sunday's ass? Loving Crans on it? I don't think so, but I think Blue Nose 70, I think that's a hell of a shout, boys, because he's one of my favourite players. I think that's David a great Robertson. Yeah. Yeah, he's not in it. That's, there's an awful lot of that nine in a row team that aren't in it, that sh- probably should be. Yeah. And those are the ones that I would go to first, because they, then it is getting into the stage of you then just picking sort of favourite players. Your favourite player. Like yeah, yeah, your favourite player. So, uh, the, the, right. the, the problem is the Hall of Fame is going to end up getting diluted if it keeps on going. Because think about how long players actually now play for Rangers. Not that mm-hmm. great length of time. And once you've got all the Kenny old good historical ones in, you are getting into the Kenny, all right, we'll pick you. You've reached this milestone. Yeah. Um, Kenny Miller, no. I just put it in it because I wanted to be controversial. As you were, as you were building up to it, I was like, I was literally sitting rattling my brain. And then you mentioned Chris Boyd, and I was like, hang on a second, where is he? Where is he? Where, hang on, I think I know what's coming here. Um, no, just no, not for me. I mean, he, he scored some tremendous goals for us, but no, they, they just it, I it my, shan't, my point about shall not be allowed. My point about Miller is that if you can, like, you're starting to bring other players into it, then I think Miller's just as deserving as some of the players that are going to start getting involved in it. I think that's kind of the yeah. point I was trying to make. Well, if no, if uh, we're going to finish on one thing, Rangers on tour, Terry Monroe, I would definitely put Terry Monroe into the Hall of Fame. I think that's a that's a shoot already have happened. Really, should have happened a couple of years ago. Well, <laughs> yes, um, for his podcast especially, it's cracking. Uh, that'll do us for tonight, gentlemen. Uh, an interesting chat. Um, always has an interesting chat when surrounding Rangers. And thank you, everybody, for getting involved with, with your comments as well. Um, it's not like Rangers fans to be split on opinion. But yeah, like it or lump it, um, Alan McGregor, Steve Davis and James Tavernier have been inducted into this year's Hall of Fame. Uh, so yeah, that is that is that for tonight, gentlemen. And we'll move on to Thursday now as we build up to the biggest game of the season. It is as simple as that. Uh, Scotia for tonight, mate. Thank you very much. And I'll see you at the Viceroy on Thursday, mate. Yeah, cheers everyone. That was a that was a good chat. Um, yeah, look forward to the Viceroy where we can put our attention on to the, the final on Sunday. Yes, and Ryan, thanks very much, mate. See you on Thursday too. Yeah, mate, see you Thursday. I'm really looking forward to recording this and getting the build-up. Probably people were expecting a bit of chat about the press conference and whatever that's coming to you Thursday, Friday, when we're recording that, but I'm really looking forward to it. That was a good chat. I think the Hall of Fame opens a lot of debate. Nobody's got a wrong opinion. It's good to just chat about Rangers. And officially now, Ali's my favourite. Out of Scotia and Ali. It used to be Scotia. Now it's Ali. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Jim, thank you very much, mate, for that. Always coming right at the end, mate. I really do appreciate that, mate. Can I thank you enough for that? So, yeah, it's now on to Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so we are going to be all together to do a podcast, which is something we don't do very often, but it's always one that we really thoroughly enjoy doing. Uh, and again, thank you to Viceroy for being so accommodating for us to allow us to go, to go and do that. Uh, so I say, Friday, there won't be a live show, but we will have 
plenty of content. The preview um, from the Viceroy will more than keep you going. I assure you that. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good one. So again, thank you everybody for tuning in. If you could please like the video, please subscribe to the channel. That would be very much appreciated. We are getting closer to 4,000 again, which is mental, but with your support, we'd like to go further and further and take this as far as it goes. So yes, until Thursday, enjoy the rest of your week. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody.